The following podcast is a Dynasty Kingdom production. Yo, 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 what's going down, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Mike and Diana. We are so glad that you guys are here with us today, and we are so thankful for you lending us in here today. So, yes, we're excited. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. Man, <laughs> literally heat stroke. Literally dying hot. out here in this <laughs> Las Vegas weather, man. The hundreds have not let up, and... Uh, yeah, but before we go ahead and get started, let's go ahead and go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we'd like to just thank you right now for the very breath that's in our bodies. Thanking you right now for giving us the gift of life today, Father God. We thank you right now for just being Lord of our lives, God, and just, so just thank you for all of our listeners today, Father God. I pray that you touch their spirits this afternoon, this evening, wherever they are in their day, Father God. I pray that you lift them up, Father God. I pray that you enrich their spirit with your spirit, Father God. And I just thank you right now for protecting them. I thank you right now for them leaving better than they came, Father God. And I just give you all honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So it's shaking, honey. How you feeling? How you feeling? (laughs) I am at a 2.5. My base is normally a 2. All right, so, you know, (laughs) we get a 0.5 above the base. Yeah. Anytime we're feeling above of how we normally feel, we like to celebrate that. Yeah. I know I'm in a good place. I think I'm just super proud of our obedience because we've just been doing the hard things especially when it just like feels like uh like don't want to get up or don't want to stay up late or don't want to go to like all of the things so i'm just really proud of our obedience and the small things and i know that i'm in a period of waiting and listening and being very patient whenever you're in a state of change a lot of confusion can come with that and so if not careful we can think we're supposed to rush the process or go ahead of God or do the thing to assist him. But I'm learning that God doesn't come in ways of confusion. Mm -hmm. It's always clarity. And so in the midst of that discomfort, when things feel very confusing, I am just learning to rely on him more and just have praise on my lips more and just be grateful for where we are and not be so judgmental of where I've been that's gotten me up until this point because I think collectively I can speak for the both of us when I say we carry a lot. And so sometimes it can feel like you're failing at the things that God called you to, but I'm extremely proud of us. I feel like we're doing a really good job in the most earnest way possible, in the most authentic way to our faith. Like we literally have dinner cooking right now as we're doing this podcast and I know for most of you if you guys cook dinner on the regular that's not a thing but it took something from us to like meal prep for the entire week to have to go over our budget to you know make things make sense to still get up and work twice as hard to meet some of our goals that we have so 
I'm just happy that we made time for this in the yes. midst of everything else that seems to take priority right now. So I'm at a 2.5. All right. <laughs> How are you feeling? Well, uh, my baseline usually is a four. Yeah. I would like to say I'm probably at a 4.5 as well. Nice. I'll take a 4.5 increase. We'll take a point five. You know, I just have to piggyback off of like what you said, like just proud of us, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm really glad that I'm blessed to have a wife that will not let us settle in a space to where you know we're better than and you know sometimes we have to pull each other by the bootstraps, bootstraps literally <laughs> you know one of us is feeling a little bit lower and doesn't want to push mm -hmm. forward or what one doesn't want to go as hard as we should yeah. be going and the other one's just ready to go to pull the weight yeah. and then vice versa so it's like you know i'm just glad that god gave me a partner that can help me help us make it make sense so you know, I'm just happy to be here today. I'm grateful for the breath that's in my body. I can't say that enough. Your presence is a gift, and you should really know that. But, you know, I'm just excited for what God's doing next in this next season of our life. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like you said, like, God doesn't come in confusion. When he tells you to do something, it's not something that you got to think about yeah. or try to, you know, figure it out. But a lot of us don't move because he doesn't give it all to us. Yes. So. Yes. For me, just kind of like you, like just having that understanding and that gives me the patience to sit and rest in because without the understanding of why you're waiting, you're just waiting mm -hmm. and it eats you alive. So I'm just glad that God gives me enough to keep me where I need to be mm -hmm. versus where I think I should be. Yeah, that's so well said. And thanks, babe. I feel like you're that for me too. Like I you keep me motivated and i love how god does that it's always that way like if one of us is down the other one is like up for some reason right. and so that's been helpful because there's been so many adjustments and i feel like even this week alone we held each other down right. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> that's been really did. nice but, what are we uh, reading today today if you want to go ahead in your bibles we'll be reading out of the book of genesis chapter 29 verses 1 through 14 and the story we'll be reading today is Jacob meets Rachel. So coming out of the children's book first? Yes. Okay. It was time to move on toward Haran, where Uncle Laban lived. As Jacob came near, he saw three flocks of sheep. They were lying near a well in a field, waiting to be watered. Some shepherds were there also. So Jacob went over to talk with them. Where do you live? he asked. Haran, they answered. Do you know Laban, son of Nahor? he asked. Of course, he's a rich man, they answered. Here comes his daughter Rachel now with the family sheep. Why don't you water your sheep? Jacob asked. We don't roll the big stone from the well until all the shepherds are here, they answered. Then we water all the sheep together. When Rachel came near the well, Jacob rolled the stone away and watered her sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began crying. He told her that he was her cousin, the son of her aunt Rebekah. Rachel ran home to tell her father Laban about Jacob. So Laban rushed out to greet Jacob. Of course he greeted Jacob like a family member should and brought him home. Then Jacob told Laban why he was there. My own family, Laban said happily. Just think, you are my own family. And coming out of 
the book of Genesis chapter 29, verses 1 through 14. Jacob arrives at Padan Aram. Then Jacob hurried on, finally arriving in the land of the east. He saw a well in the distance. Three flocks of sheep and goats lay in an open field beside it, waiting to be watered. But a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. It was the custom there to wait for all the flocks to arrive before removing the stone and watering the animals. Afterward, the stone would be placed back over the mouth of the well. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked, Where are you from, my friends? We are from Haran, they answered. Do you know a man there named Laban, the grandson of Nahor, he asked. Yes, we do, they replied. Is he doing well, Jacob asked. Yes, he's well, they answered. Look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the flock now. Jacob said, Look, it's still broad daylight, too early to round up the animals. Why don't you water the sheep and goats so they can get back out to pasture? We can't water the animals until all the flocks have arrived, they replied. Then the shepherds moved the stone from the mouth of the well, and we water all the sheep and goats. Jacob was still talking with them when Rachel arrived with her father's flock, for she was a shepherd. And because Rachel was his cousin, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and because the sheep and goats belonged to his uncle Laban, Jacob went over to the well and moved the stone from its mouth and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and he wept aloud. He explained to Rachel that he was her cousin on her father's side, the son of her aunt, Rebekah. So Rachel quickly ran and told her father, Laban. As soon as Laban heard that his nephew Jacob had arrived, he ran out to meet him. He embraced and kissed him and brought him home. When Jacob had told him his story, Laban exclaimed, You really are my own flesh and blood. Remember, how did Jacob meet Rachel? At the watering hole. Right. What kind of work did Rachel do? She was a shepherd, which I feel like I never realized until now like I like normally when you hear of shepherds in the Bible it's always men mm-hmm. and so she was a shepherd as a woman which is right. really really cool why do you think Jacob cried when he talked with Rachel to travel for so long and then to be met with family on the other side that's got to be such a beautiful feeling not just of relief but a connection like you're my family you're of my own flesh and blood Like, what are the chances that I'd run into you here? Right. And it makes me think that, like, you know, he was running away from the home that he knew because of his actions that he took, you know, prior with his brother. And he he got a part of the instruction, which was to go to where he was going to meet the other family. But it's like the unassurance that you have. In mm-hmm. mid travel, knowing that you are in this situation mm. merely off of your own decisions, and then having to trust something that you don't even know is going to yeah, be there. Right. So it's like, it's almost like just it's it was like a like a, a faith fulfillment, you so, know, like because like he took that journey like to go find family that he's never met before. There, he's mm-hmm. asking about his family, like, do you know these people? Because yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know, so it's like. I can just see myself being overwhelmed with the grace of God because it's like he knows that he did he did wrong. Yeah. And to be welcomed so lovingly 
was just like why how do i deserve this like you Mm -hmm. know like you're honored you like receive me like i'm real family you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying so yeah his reaction was was said it all right like he wept because you're right it's kind of like how you said in your check-in sometimes when god gives us our instructions he doesn't give them to us sometimes from start to finish sometimes he'll just give you the first piece and then you have to trust him in the process that the rest of it will work out and so for him to literally travel to unknown land to unknown family if you're not familiar with what we're speaking about just go back and listen to the last couple of episodes it it talks about jacob's story i i definitely i feel like i kind of got choked up when he was met with that much love from family you know after all of the stuff that he went through when it wasn't he wasn't met with the same kindness it was almost like a lot of turmoil because of his actions and now to be met with a love that it's almost like you don't deserve you know right what do you think rachel thought when jacob told her who he was i think she thought i need to tell my dad (laughs) yeah right i think she was really like just like taken back like you know, I'm just yeah. going out here to water the sheep as usual. And I get met by this man that waters my sheep and he claims to be my family. It's like running in the family randomly. You almost want to know if it's real. So it's like, let me go ask Pops. How do you think God helped Jacob and Rachel meet? He orchestrated the whole thing. Like he knew that was that moment was going to take place before Jacob knew it. Even before this, if you remember, he kind of visited him in a dream and more or less gave him instructions on what to do and how you were speaking about having that trust and just going there and waiting basically for the next instruction. That's what he had to do. Right. And so, yeah, God is just incredible in that way because I think he redeemed something that he had lost. He literally fled family to be greeted by more family he didn't know he had. And then to be accepted in such a loving way there wasn't really a question about oh like you're my flesh and blood like i'll treat you like it it doesn't matter that i don't know you or time has passed or you're not my immediate family like i i'll treat you like family right and you know it just makes me really take a second to just understand a little bit more how god really loves because he's in conflict off of his own decisions by mis, you know, wronging his brother. And in that conflict, he has love, grace, and mercy for Jacob. Yeah. It's just like, you know, when you think you've done something bad and you don't deserve anything or you're not worthy of anything. Like, I feel like in Jacob's heart that he had, he had an apologetic heart, but he didn't have a chance to really express how he felt because his brother was already enraged. So it was a big betrayal. Right. I mean, yeah, it was a pretty big betrayal. But like I can see how you can get tempted into something like that and how that little thing can just change everything. And it's just such a beautiful thing to know that even in the mistakes, God has the next step for you. Even Uh. in the mistakes. So even though... He went outside of what he was supposed to do with his brother by, you know, taking his birthright. Mm -hmm. God said, I got grace for you anyway. I got mercy for you anyway. I have a next step for you if you follow me and you listen to me and you trust me. Mm. 
So I think that's just great. So it's like, I think about it in my own personal life. Like when I think I'm falling short or when I think yeah. I've done the wrong thing or when I think that like I'm in confusion. And you just said like, you know, earlier in your check-in, like confusion is not of God. Mm-hmm. God will not give you something and have you sitting here wondering, thinking like, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll give you something to have you thinking for sure. You, but yeah, you know, he's <laughs> pretty, he's pretty direct with it yeah. in the most loving way. And how you said, I think like when I think of that in my own life, it, it does, it kind of does make me emotional because then there's no way for you to fail. Like all of that pressure and those external thoughts that we have about what we didn't do right comes from us mm -hmm. it doesn't come from him like if you think about it persecution guilt regret remorse that doesn't come from god he right. doesn't want you to feel that way we put our own selves in a bind and so i think part of his because it doesn't say he like cried it says he wept so for a grown man to just like have that response i think a part of it is also his own acknowledgement of like look at god yeah. because i didn't know this part was in my future like i didn't know i was this close to just having like that grace and mercy extended to me right and also too it's just probably like seeing god do exactly what he said he was going to do right like yeah just imagine something that god has given you that you know is going to happen but you're still waiting for it just yes. imagine walking into that and just really seeing like oh my god this is what god said so and he's true. really showing this to me because so he came true. into a dream and told Jacob that he was going to bring him to his family yeah. and to just be received in the the most loving nurturing way man was just like honestly I, I probably would have cried too I think I have cried like when we really think of the prayers and the promises that he's kept to us and the things that he's brought us through I cry like a baby every time because we were so quick to forget that you were on your knees for that thing or like that was a real burden on you or like a heart right. set for you and like wow look at god bringing us through that's incredible because us on our own we don't deserve a lot of it and so i think it's important to give him credit for what he has done it's all god right right discover when god wants us to meet someone will he help us find a way absolutely absolutely divine timing and intervention when god wants us to go somewhere Will he help us find a way? Yes. 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 Most definitely. Apply. Someday you may get married. Don't mm. worry about it now. <laughs> Don't worry about like who I'm it will be. Testament of that. <laughs> Don't worry about who it will be. Start asking God to lead you to the right person at the right time. Mm. He will. Mm. Well, just to get a little bit intimate. That's interesting about, about marriage, right? that last part never was i ever really contemplating or thinking about being married mm. and god showed me and gave me my wife at one of the most complicated times of my life because i was at a point of do I keep going the same way and keep doing what I've been doing and keep getting what I've been getting? Or do I walk into an unknown land to where I have to trust something that I can't see? And when I made the right choice, not to say that it was easy along the road, but God gave me everything that he said he would give me. Mm. So I really wake up each morning and I'm so grateful to be here. Mm. Not just in the state of, oh, I'm 
glad to be alive. No, I love the life that I live today. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that I have to subside because it makes somebody else feel uncomfortable. It's not a spirit that ever dims because of what the next person is doing or how they're treating me. It's just something that just burns inside me like a gas lamp. It's just like it's always mm-hmm. full of fuel and it's always lit. But there's times where I get confused and I confuse it for God. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know I'm still burning, God, but like, is there a gas leak going on or something? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is my, like, you know, you feel like, you know, you feel the weight, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's that very weight that keeps you lit. And man, God is just so good. He is so, so, so good. And he just keeps getting better. You know, I can honestly say that I'm in a complicated relationship with my Heavenly Father because it's not complicated in the aspect of who He is. It's of who I am to Mm -hmm. Him. So for me, I'm just always trying to less complicate our relationship. I just want to have a communication that where we just understand each other in the sense of like, you know, I'm coming today. Not because I was forced to be, not because I had to... uh, feel guilt to be here or anything just earnest honest and intentionally be there for the relationship the way he's there for me i want to show up for god like he shows up for me mm-hmm. i want to be everything david was to that goliath i want to be everything that he's called me to be mm-hmm. and i'm just so glad to have that hunger in my heart because i remember when i didn't even have a an inclination or uh or anything yeah. towards that way so it's like you know just growing spiritually and just shedding off this flesh one layer at a time and just walking the faith walk one step at a time and just trusting god more and more in each step it's been beautiful and also very challenging in the same breath But I wouldn't trade it for a thing because I wouldn't have my wife. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have my health. I wouldn't have my freedom. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have a life that I can really say that I love today. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. That's so sweet. I think that last question, it's so interesting that he brought up marriage or the little children's book. Like It brings up marriage because thinking about that if you reflect on that question it says don't worry about it right like don't worry about when you're going to get married or when you're going to meet the right person and stuff like that but I think we can confuse that with stop believing it for yourself I don't know if I'm like making sense of I don't know if I'm translating that the right way but I think personally for me I'm someone who thought I, I just like marriage wasn't even a thought like it wasn't a thought and I think it wasn't a thought because it wasn't a belief of mine. Mm. Like, I just didn't believe that that could happen for me. To have an overwhelming, agape, just, like, unconditional type love toward me. Like, that's, in this lifetime, like, that seems very rare to me. So, I stopped looking for it, not because I thought I'd be met with it along my journey. I just literally thought, like, it wasn't for me. And so I think we have to be careful sometimes just checking our own belief systems, our biases, our values, like what's taking root in our heart because you live out 
your beliefs in a lot of ways. And I think the second part to that is like marriage, God is the same way. So when you think of marriage, like even if you're not looking for a partner or anything like that, but when you think of your relationship with God, it's the same thing. God is not worried about when you're going to find him. Like he just wants you to be open to the idea that he wants to be there for you. And when you enter that union, that eternal love, the togetherness, like the unity of that, it's so indescribable to me. Like thinking of that and thinking of like how long I lived without having that with God, it's only by his perfect timing that he found me at just the right time. This couldn't have happened any sooner. I couldn't have entered a relationship any sooner with him than when I did. And he continues to reveal himself and grow with me and prove himself faithful. Like it really is like a marriage in a lot of ways because like even my husband, I still learn daily and there's things that I'm still learning about him and we're growing together and we're evolving and we're changing. And he's not the same person that I married a couple years ago. You're not the same person that I dated six years ago. Like you change. And so I think it's beautiful when God meets you exactly where you're at. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fuss about it. If you're just open to the idea, to hope, to faith, that love is possible for you, that marriage is possible for you, that that promotion is possible for you, that like all of those things that we think are maybe for other people, you know, then I think he can really start to do such a beautiful work in your life. So... I think that was just like my biggest takeaway and it like secondary to all of what I just said because we also just traveled from seeing my husband's family. I am very touched by this story because I feel like we were received the same way. Like we traveled to Washington and so we live in Vegas so it's not like we see each other often. So to be received as if no time has passed and you do all of the family things and like to be received with that same love and to leave feeling so loved, it just makes me feel like, oh, like that is so special that God created that. It even said so in the children's book, does he find a way for you to travel? Yes, he does. Because I can't say that we were really equipped to go in every way, right? Like it was just, he made the finances possible for us to go. He made the provisions. He casted a safety net and it was like safe traveling mercies. So I just, I, I think I don't speak that enough into my own life that I am happy to open my eyes and be present and remain despite everything that's happened. Like to remain is such a big deal, like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, because there's been so many things that I think as a people try that comes to take us off course it's a beautiful thing to like wake up and it's not like we have everything we want right but I have everything that I need and I'm just so grateful and also like I'm I don't know I feel like sometimes we like me I think sometimes it's hard to say like oh I'm happy and in love with my life because there's like a guilt around that I don't know why that is um but just because I feel that way that doesn't like I'm not suppressing the next person's experience. Like there's duality. There's some days when I wake up and it doesn't feel that way. But overall, I am very grateful that we get to do this. You know, like we're literally just a couple of kids, like piecing together whatever piece of equipment we have to do this in between a dinner 
run and like all of the other things and it just feels very beautiful that we can my final takeaways would just have to be that god is faithful if he said it he's going to do it just be patient and wait on him and that's pretty much my takeaways man just not forcing it not rushing it not looking for it just allowing god to move when he wants to move in your life you don't know what the next step is for you you can assume you can think you can want to know the next step but you don't know what's best for you so if it's not clear don't move if it's not clear don't stay if it's not clear just wait on god so i think with that babe you can go ahead and pray us out okay All mine's clear. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for creating and cultivating a space between us and our listeners, Father God, a space where we can just come and dwell in your presence, O oh God, and remember and just know how faithful that you are and that you've been and that you've ordered our steps and that you already have thought ahead, Father God. You've already seen this present moment play out lifetimes and eons ago, Father God. You know when you're calling your children and when they're going to be ready to receive your call. I just thank you right now that their ears are open to listening, that their hearts are inclined to taking that next step, whatever that looks like for them. I just ask that they draw closer to you, they draw nearer to you, Father God, that they begin to become more curious about what it looks like to be in relationship with you, Father God. We thank you right now that you don't hold any of their mistakes against them, Father God, any shortcomings, any failures. Nothing is too big for you, Father God. Let them know that you've already forgiven them, and now it's just time for them to forgive themselves, Father God. We thank you for all that you do, seen and unseen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Sundays with Mike and Diana. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. If you're in the Las Vegas area, join us for our in-person Bible study every third Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. And don't forget to connect with us at underscore Sunday's podcast. Thanks for listening. See you for Bible study next week. Light work.